Good afternoon, you are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM and this is Art Then and Now with me, your host, Anna Gammons. This is the show where we explore art from the past and art from the present to understand how we as humans have expressed ourselves through time. Now, we have been on a short hiatus, um, which we do at the end of every summer season, I guess you could say, Um, but we are back now for the autumn and I have some incredible interviews coming up that I'm so excited um, to share with you and this week is absolutely no different. I am speaking to the very lovely Ishmael Myerskoff, who's a painter, and she is going to be judging this year's 2020 The Sunday Times Watercolour Competition. So we'll be giving you information on how you can enter that competition. So without further ado, here is my interview with the lovely, the very talented Ishbel Myerskoff. I am here with Ishbel Myerskoff, who is a painter and is going to be one of the judges for the Sunday Times Watercolour Competition 2020. Hi, Ishbel. Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine. I've got in front of me loads of information about you and all your accolades and some very impressive things that you've done in the past. But I think it's probably best for the listeners hear from you uh, about your work and your work as an artist. Can you give us some uh, kind of descriptions of what you do? Um, so I'm primarily a painter and I work on um, canvas and board, watercolour and oil paint and, and a draw. And um, I have done some portraits and my work is is mostly figurative and representational. It's not realism, it's um, but it's representational. And I had a show just recently that focused on my work has got more and more um, dependent on the people I'm closest to. So I paint my children, my best friend, my niece and her um, lovely boyfriend. And um, oh, nice. that's so nice. Yeah, I find I I find the world quite confusing. <laughs> and oh, and we all do. <laughs> but by focusing on what I see. I try and work it out. So the things closest to me, I try and unfathom what I can from the things that I think I understand the most or I have the most information about. And um, so interestingly, my world has got smaller and smaller and smaller. And then with us all being stuck in our houses, it's got even smaller, (laughs) which is too small for me now. But um, yeah, but so my work is based around painting painting and painting the people closest to me really nice I love that I love how personal your work is as well and I've um I've got here that you I mean I know you'll be very humble I'm sure but you you won the National Portrait Gallery VP Portrait Award in 1995 which is incredible and then one of your works is it of Helen Mirren you did a portrait of Yes, I yes, I painted Helen Mirren and I went to LA to paint her, so that was really exciting. That's so cool. Yeah, no, it was, it was really good. Oh, it was really good. I was really young, and so I got to go to LA and then I got to go to Universal Studios on my day off and go on the rides. Like a full tourist experience. I love that. Yeah. Was Helen Mirren nice? She was brilliant. She was really brilliant. She was um she was reading into a part. Um, and so she just posed, I had her, I'd go in the morning and stay all day and she was on the phone, she was getting married as well. So she was discussing her wedding things and talking to her wig maker <laughs> and watching films about the person she was going to play. And she just let me kind of 
fit into her routine so it wasn't oh. you know and then I I gave my car back because I didn't like driving in LA so she drove me around she picked me up I went and got dry cleaning with her and things now that will make the edit because that's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> that's so good um that's fantastic that might be one of my favorite stories um all right well let's start from the kind of beginning how did you become um such a successful artist because I know a lot of artists have different stories about how they got into what they're doing. Did you have any formal training? I did. I I always wanted to be an artist, I think. And so I went to um, Glasgow School of Art for four years. And then I had two years in a studio with my friend in Glasgow. And then she went off to the Royal College and I went to the Slade in London. And then at the end of that, I got, um, I got given a travel award. So I went to New York and I was in New York for... A while and then I came back and went to Connecticut and I entered lots we me and my friend entered lots of competitions and <laughs> so I think competitions are a good thing and um where uh, you know when we were young it was a way of getting your work exposed and people seeing it and possibly having a little bit of money or having opportunities you know the having the travel award meant I could live in New York for months which um so and I, I've never I've never done anything else I've never not been you know I went from school to college and then I managed always just to have something else coming up and I think that's the main thing for an artist you always have to have something to look forward to and something you're going you're working towards yeah um it doesn't have to be really long term just just the next bit so yeah absolutely agree with you and so you know we are going to be talking much more about the sunday times watercolor competition and i'm very excited this is a very prestigious competition but since we're talking about watercolor primarily you do work in watercolor that's right and, and what is it about watercolor that that you enjoy working in with <laughs> i i like that it's so instant and the color is so vibrant if especially if you have I mean, if you have not so good watercolors, it's harder. But if you, you know, if you buy expensive watercolors, unfortunately, they are expensive. The color is just amazing. They're absolutely beautiful. And um, I admire this. I like Otto Dix. I can't actually do watercolor like that, but I like the watercolors he did that are really free and and vibrant and and um, powerful, actually. But the other thing about it is it can be incredibly delicate and beautiful and ethereal and you know it it works in so many different ways and it's hard to make a dirty watercolor mm. whereas it's very very easy to make a dirty oil painting that is very so, yes, <laughs> or, yes yeah so um i like i love i love the freshness of it actually i love that you can paint a sky with a big brush and it's there almost and um, and the colour, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I w we were discussing, I know I've mentioned this to you before, Ishbel, but um, when I went to the Blake exhibition at, um, at Tate Britain, and I had never seen watercolour look so much like acrylic. It, it was so bold and so sort of bright and beautiful, yet still kind of maintained, you know, those sort of more uh, characteristic elements of watercolour you have where you leave white gaps and you sort of... Um, you know it blends and 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 I yeah. was so impressed and you went to see it too what did you think yeah well it I he's a fascinating man though isn't he and you know he had a fascinating brain with the yeah. way and and he lived in a period um of enormous upheaval not not unlike now <laughs> but yeah. he created he created this world of his own that actually was very individual to him 
and and they're quite small and then he has all this late what's lovely with the watercolor his watercolor as well as you were saying is they're incredibly strong but you see all the layers of colors you see the like filters into another world i no, I mean, it was a brilliant exhibition, actually. To see so many together is, un, is, is unusual. You don't, well, I think it was a, that's why it was such an important exhibition. But. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it sort of, it, it surprised me, actually, because I don't normally like Blake. Um, <laughs> and I really enjoyed the exhibition. I thought it was fantastic. Now, I, I know that you do, you, you mentioned that you're sort of at the moment painting in your sort of smaller world and, and the people that you know. So tell me about the portraiture element of that because I imagine portraiture is, is not only very intimate, but it's also very difficult from my perspective to sort of get right because you're painting someone that exists in the world. So I'd love to hear you talk more about that. Well, I think, I think painting people you know is very different to painting for commissioned portraits because commissioned portraits, quite rightly, you, you are presenting the person as they want to be presented in in the world it doesn't mean you flatter them but you have to be very aware of who and generally they're being they're sitting for you quite often because they have a certain status or you know whereas the people you know you you have all these layers of emotions about them and so what I find fascinating is that you see them and they change like we look in ourselves in the mirror and one day we look something another day we look something else and you can surprise yourself especially with children they grow and grow, you know the age they are they've gone from being little children to teenagers which is neither child nor grown up and their faces their features are changing all the time and I'm less interested in a um an absolute uh likeness I'm more interested in whether I can capture the feeling of what I try to remember what it felt like to be them and what now the really confusing thing is is being a mother and looking at them you know I had when growing up I had no concept of my mother looking at me in any kind of terms other than get up and go to school (laughs) whereas you know being a parent you have layers and layers and layers and layers of anxiety and joy and you know pride and everything and and it never stops and their faces change as as you look at them and they their lives change and so it's trying to capture those periods really and um yeah and my my mother died recently and then I couldn't quite get over the grief of that and and the effect it had on my children so I was also trying to work it's just sort of trying to work through things, I yeah. suppose. But it's about the emotion behind it and the presentation that person has for you. And as you said, it changes. And, and again, I, I don't think listeners will be surprised to learn that art can be used to sort of overcome things, express things. And, um, you know, particularly with your mother. I painted myself because I kept looking in the mirror thinking, can you tell? Can, can, from look, do I look the same? Or can, is it on, can, if I walk along the road, do people know? yeah the, the extreme grief that I feel mm. and um and I and when I was painting I was thinking I don't know if I can see it I think I just look like I'm a bit miserable <laughs> a bit grumpy and actually now I look at it and I think yes I can see it yeah and you can't recreate those periods you can't say oh I'll do I'm going to paint an image of grief after the fact because it's something about the unseen you're looking at the tiny things that create mm-hmm. the all the little bits that make 
make that image up so yeah and it is a way of hopefully I don't know I couldn't work out if it's helping me or making me more miserable (laughs) no I I yeah I'm I'm with you but I think when you're when you're painting emotion you're you're really in the thick of it aren't you so it sort of brings up things It, it has probably undoubtedly allowed you to sort of heal in some ways I imagine I I think in the long run that would have been a healthy thing but what do I know? Yeah, let, yeah. Well, here's hoping. <laughs> Did you find it hard to be objective when you're painting your children, though? Because I imagine that you're sort of inundated with all the feelings you have about them when you're painting. Or, or is the object? That's not the point, I suppose. You want to be subjective when you're painting them, right? Well, I don't know. I find that that's what I'm saying. Is you look at all the different things, and and I painted one picture of me and my best friend, and she was going through her own terrible trauma and me and then my daughter and my daughter's reaction to my mother dying was she cut all her hair she had long you know she was little and she had long hair to her bottom and she cut it all off and it felt like a sort of angry cry to and I painted her and I thought I'd painted her sad but very very beautiful actually I look at it I hadn't painted <laughs> And she hates it and thinks it's the cruelest bitch. Oh, no way. She's like, what, mum? What do you think? What? <laughs> and she's fine because she knows that's what I do. But some, but then, so I thought, well, that's fair enough. She's going to be, she's going to be self-conscious about things. But then some of my friends said to me, how could you do that? How did you paint it that? <laughs> and I didn't see it. And I think that... <laughs> I think that's also what's fascinating is that if you paint it in the thick of things, yeah. you don't you don't necessarily. I mean, I painted my friend when, for the NPG when I was in my twenties and she was about twenty one. Yeah. I painted her along. It's in. It's actually in, really weirdly in ex, in an exhibition at the moment at Compton Burney about Cranach. I painted her and I thought I'd made her look like this extraordinary goddess. Right. And there was a review in the paper at the Times that at the time that said fantastic painting of middle-aged Asian woman. She was, she was 21. <laughs> and so so I think maybe I I yeah, maybe I'm more than subjective. Maybe I'm, I think you're so talented but I'm never going to get you to paint my portrait. I will be Well that's what a lot of people say. <laughs> I would like to say for the listeners though, this is not a comment on Ishbel's talent because she's phenomenal. But that's so funny. That's so funny. Right, I'm gonna swiftly move it along. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, I am gonna ask you quickly because I know that I, I just wanted to hear from my own sort of um, uh, yeah, my own interest. You, when you won the National Portrait Gallery BB Award, what, who or what did you paint? What was your winning portrait? I did a large nude of a of a friend of mine called Crescenda on a on a goatskin rug. Oh, wow. so she's she's um, yeah she's sort of like a Venus. Right. She was a, she was a Venus really. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, how fantastic! All right, right. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna move it swiftly on because we want to talk about the Sunday Times watercolor competition. It's a yearly exhibition. It's now in its thirty third year, I believe, and it is the UK's most important prize for contemporary watercolor. And you're going to be a judge. How do you feel about being a judge? You you've been a judge before, though, right? I have. I was a judge a couple of years ago, and um, I really love it. I I love seeing everybody's work. I mean. Same time, I find it heartbreaking because not everybody can be in it. And, you know, they're all very well considered. And with when I did it before, I don't, 
um, we did a certain amount online and then we had the physical pictures in. I think this time it's all online. So it, it it's it's different looking at things online than having them in front of you. But it's um yeah, I I just I, I as I said, I've entered competitions and I know the hope that goes into it. And so especially the people who get very close to being in and then they're rejected, I find it quite heartbreaking to think, oh and you can't you can't say to them you were almost in it because actually that's worse than than just being rejected, I think. Because <laughs> But um, I do, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. And I do find it fascinating with the other judges because you have such different, that's the thing with art. Everybody has such different taste. And so you could, there's, you know, you quite often get quite strong arguments going on about what someone wants and what someone definitely doesn't want. Oh, that's exciting. A bit of drama. It is is exciting, yeah. (laughs) So tell us about the, let's talk about the actual process of the competition. How does it work? What's, how does your role fit into the whole process? Well, um, people can enter up to four works by the, actually it's the 24th of September. So there's not long online. The the Um, closing in on us, we'll we'll go through all of how to enter at the end as well so that listeners can get their submissions in. Yeah. And then we sit as a panel and um, look at every single um, submission and then we try and narrow it down. So there's usually a, you know, there's an initial um selection and then we have to get it down and down to eventually a, approximately a hundred hmm. pieces. How many so, do you normally get? Is that how oh you know I can't remember the figure. It's, <laughs> a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot. <laughs> and it takes hours and hours. Yeah, I'm sure. But, um, but, but it's good. It's good hours, you know, it's 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 always fascinating to see people's work and what they put in. Yeah. yeah absolutely so so then you'll be judging you're down to 100 pieces and then what happens when you've got to 100 well that's the exhibition ah fantastic okay and the exhibition is it goes on tour is that right as well the exhibition it goes on tour so it starts off at the willis museum and sainsbury center in basingstoke in that goes from october to january and then it's the mal galleries in london in february next year Awesome. And hopefully, we, you know, with all the things considered, I'm very much hoping the exhibition, I'm sure it will, goes ahead and that people get to see work in the flesh because, oh, how I've missed seeing artwork in the flesh. I know. Oh I know. God. I went to the Titian and it was like, um, it's like when you haven't had sugar for three years and someone yeah. gives you a sweetie. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, you know, I never want to leave. I now live in this gallery. <laughs> and the pinks and the blues. I was like, kept saying to people, you know, you know about the pinks and the blues of the Titian, but then you're in there and they felt like they were all... <laughs> okay, yeah. So what about you personally? What are you looking for? I know that's probably hard to sort of judge unless you see it maybe, but are there specific things that you're hoping to see? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I'm always after the thing that you can't quite put your finger on. So it's not about having an amazing ability because that can be bo- that can be fantastic. It can also be boring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about it. It's not about anything that I can really define. It's about looking at a picture and it creates a fascination, mm-hmm. and you don't really know why. You know, it draws you towards it, and that's what I always look for in a in a work. Actually, that's mm-hmm. the thing that I find in competitions 
Oh, that's so tricky. So like, oh, mm, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. I'd say just go for it because uh, she'll know. Well, exactly. <laughs> and also every year there's different judges. So, you know, if you enter and you get rejected one year, you really, really shouldn't be put off because that's the nature of competitions. Yeah. It's not really a reflection of uh, of your work. You know, if you're if you're sure about what you're doing, and you are confident in what you're doing or even just a little bit confident because everybody if you're an artist you're not completely confident ever but (laughs) (laughs) just just send it just send it in but don't you know don't be put off if you don't get in because every every year it's different people with that look for different things and within the judges the judges look for different things and and it is always fascinating how you know, you can see something and you're completely convinced about it and another person can't see it at all. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so, yeah. You, you have to decide together on the final 100 pieces, is that right? And that's where you mentioned there's, that there's sometimes contention where you, you're all sort of deciding together on your selections. Yes, well, you do decide together. And generally, that mostly people decide, you know, can see, they say yes. And then there's always a, there's always a couple that, the individual judges are allowed to even if no one else wants them they can have them if they're completely convinced about them so um you know in a hundred there's there's a bit of leeway for for individual choice and and things but yeah and then and then so you've got your hundred and then they're displayed is there a certain way you display them do you display them by genre or is it a kind of like a walkthrough of just like eclectic pieces on the wall how how is the display work um i don't well we don't hang it the judges don't hang it so oh. we choose all the work and then and then they have some fantastic team that comes in and makes them okay. look good, you know, makes them work within the space so um, you know generally you can you can work it out from you know there's lots of different sometimes it's genre sometimes it's color sometimes it's size and then there are also prizes as well I know I know it's enough to be a part of such a prestigious exhibition and it is you know advertised by the Sunday Times you know hence the Sunday Times watercolor competition but what are the prizes talk us through uh, what people can kind of tangible and also if, if you're an artist you always need a little bit of money so <laughs> especially now especially now yes, exactly. so, so yeah. prizes are a very good thing yeah. so the first prize is um three thousand pounds and then you get a thousand pounds of cast art cast art and gift vouchers to spend awesome and then the second prize is a thousand pounds um and then a my mari blue set watercolor box which is really amazing with arches watercolor paper and then the third prize is 500 pounds and another my mari um, watercolor set and paper and then there's a young artist prize which is um you have to be under 25 to um it's 500 pounds in an exhibition at cass art either in islington or glasgow so you get to have an exhibition that's fantastic. Which is really yeah, I love that you do a specifically young person because very daunting to start off, you know, uh, as a young artist, especially when you're exhibiting or hoping to exhibit and entering competition with so many amazing artists. I think it's nice to have that recognition of, of young artists as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. 
So we've already talked about the dates that will run, but I'll go through them again. The exhibition starts in Basingstoke October to January 2021. The Moore Galleries, it will then be in London, February 2021. And the submission date, which is very important to everyone listening, is the 24th of September before 5pm. So please get your submissions in. Uh, how do how do listeners go? Where do they go to to submit their work? Hopefully an online platform somewhere, I imagine. Yes. <laughs> so you apply online at the sunday times watercolor dot r tops art ops so a r t o p p s dot co dot uk and um so that's yeah you apply online there awesome and do you have to be a professional artist or can you just is it just anyone anybody anybody anyone who paints in any water-based medium so it doesn't have to be traditional watercolor it's just a water-based medium um ink or so um but anybody and you should have a go fantastic and also uh, this is gonna be uh, just because i'm interested are any of the works for sale do they do they get sold at the end of this or they do yes yeah no they do they um they are for sale yeah Awesome. And you, you're not part of the pricing of that, I imagine. That no. The artists. No. Is the... the artists, yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. It's so hard to price artwork, I have found over the years. Like, yeah. how, I imagine a lot of artists that have applied are sort of sitting there being like, I don't know if this is too low or too high. I sort of need to see who I'm surrounded by, I imagine. But um, that sounds very exciting. So, yeah, get yourself along to the either Basingstoke, October to January, or the Moore Galleries um, if you want to see the exhibition. And if you want to enter 24th of September, what would you say to someone who's listening who's really passionate about what they do and needs that little extra bit of encouragement to enter? Well, I used to like entering them secretly and not telling anybody. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then you fill in the form and you send your thing off and no one knows. And if you get in, you can tell people. And if you don't, no one ever needs to know. So it's just like a little little bit of excitement in your life. That's the smart way of doing it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so just do, just do it like a little secret adventure. Yeah, that's a great way. To and if you don't get in, you're sad for a day, but it wears off and then do it again next year. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's important to say as well. If you don't get accepted or, you know, it is that there's so many reasons, uh, you know, and it is all personal taste. So don't be. There are so many reasons and you just have to keep going. And that's the thing about painting is that actually it's a bit like acting and going to auditions. Mm -hmm. You know, the amount of actors that get you get rejected for whatever reason. And an art is similar to a certain extent on that on this sort of thing of you know trying to get work accepted for things yeah so um yeah just keep going absolutely great advice and Ishbel, where can listeners go to find out more about you and what you're up to as well I'm sure they're very intrigued by all the descriptions you've given of your work um well I I am on Instagram Fab. um and it's just my name and because uh, I've got a weird name I don't need to spell it. <laughs> can you spell it for the listeners spell it so it's I-S-H-B-E-L, Ishbel, and then Myerskov, M-Y-E-R-S-C-O-U-G-H. Um, but I'm also represented by Flowers Gallery. And so if you go onto their website, they have information about me and images. Um, or you could just, because my name is odd. <laughs> if you Google me, all these images come up anyway. So, um, yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say your name is 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 unusual, so there won't be many Ishval Myerscoffs that will yeah. be using the situation. Um, Ishval, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been such a delight. And listeners, please remember to go and submit your work by 5pm on the 24th September for the Sunday Times Watercolour Competition. Thank you, Ishval. Thank you. I really love talking to Ishbel. Um, I'm sure you can tell by that interview, we had a lot of fun. I actually was laughing for a lot longer on that Helen Mirren picking up dry cleaning thing, but I had to cut it out because it was just me laughing for about five minutes straight. Um, I thought it was so funny. That is unfortunately all we've got time for this afternoon. Thank you so much for listening to Art Then and Now with me, Anna Gammons. If you want to contact me, then you absolutely can. Visit Anna Gammons on Instagram. You can send me a message and there'll be sneak peeks into what is coming up on each week's show as well and I want to remind you again to wash your hands wear your masks and just use common sense and of course don't forget the deadline of the 24th of November if you would like to enter the Sunday Times watercolour competition 2020 then you should definitely do so if you're thinking oh I don't know whether to do it am I good enough just do it if you are back to work then I hope you're enjoying seeing your colleagues and a little bit more of normality but I wish you all a very very good week and see you next week at 3.30 on Resonance 104.4 FM. Goodbye.